So, uh, folks, we're going to get into the pop pickup challenge and starting the show in just a minute. But we had a very interesting thing come up. Um, inst- so instead of a would you rather, we, we just going to discuss this because normally we only talk about sports on this show. However, there are times where sports and the relationships and all that good stuff intersect. So um, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but, you know, Cam Newton went viral recently talking about uh talking about what what he expects out of a woman and all that on the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. So I'm going to read y'all the exact quote. Cam Newton said, Now, a woman, for me, is holding down your own but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? And I think a lot of times when you get the aesthetic, like, I'm a boss B, I'm this, I'm that, no, baby, but can you cook? You don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Now, fellas, I'm going to let y'all get into this first, man. I'm going to let y'all get into this. Was was Cam tripping? Because it's a lot of people slamming Cam right now, coming out with, like, all types of think pieces and whatnot. What do y'all think about this? You want to take this first, Chris, or you want me to take it? Oh, boy. I go first, man. I guess I'll break the ice, man. You know, in this world we live in, man, you got men and you got women, right? And and it's pretty it's pretty pre-made that many women have their respective roles in relationship. Like it's a it's a it's a stereotype, I guess you can call it, or what the role is for the man or what the role is for the woman. Now it is 2022, Cam. You gotta watch what you say. And on facts or next, I'm gonna try my best to watch what I say. So Cam's point is that women don't know when not to lead. At the end of the day, I agree with that because it takes balance. A man has to lead certain times and sometimes a woman has to lead. But here's where I think Cam is right. That might make some people cringe. Honestly, honestly. It's too many women out there that think that being Shiro is enough to raise a young man in the household. Like, yes, women are capable of doing just about everything a man is. But in a real traditional household, having a mother and a father playing their respective roles. To me, just makes the kid life upbringing a little bit better as a, as a man, as a as a black man in America, to me, at least having a dad in my life and have my mom in my life. And they play different roles in my life. More traditional. My mom kind of was the nurturer my dad was the worker moved up in corporate life and stuff like that so traditional and i feel like that had a better impact on my life because now i'm a provider and i want to do all the things my dad did but i also expect that i have a woman now so i could be a little little wrong for for thinking that you know like my woman kind of got to do that stuff or it's a deal breaker for me which is bad but at the end of the day that's just how i was raised i'm gonna I'm say this i'm gonna say this all right I believe that everybody is allowed to have a preference, whatever, whatever. Like if you, if was, to me, where Cam went wrong was said, this is what a real woman is, right? Because I don't think any of us have the right to define that for somebody else. Right. I think that the right to self-determination is one of the most important things that you give to anybody, especially black women in America. Like that is the, the, the idea that 
um, you are this or you are that, or you fall into this box or you fall into that box. Like that to me is stupid. It, it, it does not make sense to me because at the end of the day, there is there have been systemic barriers placed and put in place that have forced certain behaviors to happen. Like there's there is no arguing the fact that uh, black women are closer to their men in earnings than any other group of women as far as demographics go in America. Like there's so so we talk about, oh, well, well, are you could be a boss, but can you cook? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're responsible for paying all the bills, which, again, we could talk about the system and the things that are put in place that force people into uh, Section 8 housing, that force people into the projects, that force people into fatherlessness. Because let's be honest, a lot of, quote unquote, deadbeat dads were in jail like they weren't available <laughs> because, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't that many. So, I mean, to me. Everybody's allowed to have a preference, right? I don't, I don't see any problem with anybody. We can unpack and dig into where your preference comes from, but you can't say what a, a, a real man is this, a real woman is this. And I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to end it with this. To me, when I look at how I came up, right, and, and how that influences what I believe, my mother was a, a single mother. She worked two jobs, worked seven-day stretches sometimes. She was a nurse, worked overnight. So sometimes it's 168 hours in a week. My mother worked 84 of them. And, you know, to me, if 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 I look at a lot of things that happened in my childhood and say to myself, I had to be the man of the house at an early age. To me, if I can do things to not have my woman have to do all that, then absolutely. Absolutely. I saw the toll that took on my mother. If, if my old lady, I do well enough for myself to where, you know, I can take care of things up. I'm physically big and strong. And you know what I mean? I done, I done been to the shoot range a few times. I can protect my family. But to me, I think that the road should be broken up based on whoever is doing what. Like, that that's how it should be broken up to me. Because to me, it's stupid to say, oh, the man should lead, the man should do this and that. If you're not making the most money in the house, you why are you making a, the decision for all the finances? That's crazy. That's yeah, like, clearly. But, but, but are you going to let money dictate that, though? You know? But that's, you that's that avenue. But that this is what I mean. Everybody has their part that they should be leading in. Right. If your old lady is making the most money, how who are you to tell her this is how you should spend it? Like, for me personally, I, and every I mean, relationship but at, I'm at the same time, there's a lot of situations where the dude make the most money and the woman is telling them how to spend that. Man, I was just about to go that route. I was about to go that route. But is it, is, it, is, it, is it telling them how to spend it or is it like, hey, you should probably do this, you should probably do that? I'm all right. I make the most money in my relationship. I don't care if my old lady say you should spend money on this, you should spend money on right. this, you should get money on this, you shouldn't get money on that. But is it, it's a difference between that and like, I lead this, I control this. Because my old lady can tell me, you need to spend money here. You should probably spend money. You shouldn't get money to such and so. At the end of the day, I got the final decision on that. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's it's too many it's too many folks that like, you can't, you're not in a position, bro. You're not in a position to do it. Accept your role in whatever your family is. Because Chris, you talked about a very traditional pops go to work, make the bread, my do the homemaking. Okay, so if the woman making all the bread, fellas, you doing the homemaking? You doing the cooking? You doing the clean? Stop it. Not everybody's willing to do that. Not a, and that's where the problem come in for me. So I mean, I mean I'm, I'm the type of brother. I, 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 I'm, I'm, the, the, I'm the type of brother that I can't do that. I mean, and that's what I, 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 I deliberately, if I live with a girl right now, I, I, I don't live with anybody right now. I live alone. But if I live with a girl right now, I ain't gonna lie. I'd rather ice everything and come home to a clean house with meals cooked and everything else and I ice all the bills ice everything and I don't have to deal with nothing around the house like I prefer that 
Now, now, granted, I'm the type of brother that's still gonna do some of that stuff, regardless, because like I just certain stuff I like to just have in my house clean, some stuff I already care about. But end of the day, I couldn't be that guy. I'm just. But that's guy. that's my point though. <laughs> that's my point though, Chris. Like, let's be honest. Me, you, and Josh are not the norm, bro. If they added up all of our salaries and divided it by three, we make about two and a half times what the average black man in America makes. Like, it's not even close. Like. The amount that we make is yeah. it's not even cl- and actually yeah yeah all of us added up divided by three is about two and a half times that. So with that being said, we are in a different. You know. we, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, but but peep I'm, this, I'm still making peep this, above, but. peep this. I was about to say, even where you at, you're above what the average is in America. So I'm. What is I'm the saying, average in America? It's like what? uh for for black men, it's, I want to say it's forty. It's about forty. Uh, about 40,000 bro yes that's my point that's my point it's so many folks talk about I want to lead I want to do this I want to do that bro where where black people live in major cities number one number two if you make it 40 in any major city where is you taking care of everything to where she should do all the cooking and cleaning bro, hold on, be bro. Making let, me no decisions with you. let me do some math bro hold on bro. Hold on, bro. but that that's my point J- Josh go ahead while, while so, Chris is doing so, the math go ahead what's so, your so view here's my news? thoughts I, I always had a view on relationships and it might even been to a fault to where like I always kind of took on both roles just because like growing up, I seen my pop stick on both roles. I seen him drop me and my brother off at school, go to work. And while my mom's was working, also seen my pops have a job and then come home and he was doing cooking most of the time. He taught me how to do laundry. He taught me how to do like, quote unquote, men and women things. So I, I never... I've never believed in gender roles in terms of a relationship. But like you said, Gibbs, if that's your preference, you should be with somebody that don't have a job taking on, that don't have a problem taking on those gender roles. But one thing that I will say is that it's a lot of women and I've dealt with them on my own. It's not just me going on like some Twitter discourse and, and getting all of my opinions from social media. I've dealt with this personally. I do see a lot of women that don't want to subscribe to certain gender roles, even if they do have a dude that's holding a fort down or make it a certain amount or want them to do certain things that's supposed to be maternal or womanly, but they want their man to take on these traditional gender roles. So they okay with them getting all the bread, coming home, taking care of this, taking care of that. But then, you know, if I want to have a meal cooked when I get to the crib, it's a problem or I'm being degraded. And again, I, that's why that's why I said at the end of the day, Everybody should go out and get what is for them, right? Like if you're doing all that and you're not getting the return again, Cam Newton is an NFL quarterback, bro. Like people talk about his last contract not being nothing special. This man got MVP money. He had a shoe. He has a shoe with Under Armour. Every time you see somebody with those high Under Armors that like look like they wrestling boots, that's Cam Newton. That he gets bread off that. He is in a different like again. The average the average man at home talk about submit is not Cam. That's not that's not the reality, bro. Like he can do that. He he has enough All money. Right. So if we was in biblical times, he would have like twenty wives, and everybody would be like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes la, 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 last point I got on this man, and that was a great point you just said, Gibbs. Like his money is different from our money. Like that's I know Gibbs like, just said, but last point on that. Now what I will not. Uh, this is me personally, and this might be the cringiest thing I say. What I will not tolerate is I'm not about to be ice. Let me stop speaking a little slang. I'm not about to be paying for everything, right? 
Chris, and you work in a most job. Are, most our most our listeners are black. They understand what you're saying. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just you saying. Got a cold switch on facts. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not about to pay everything around the house. And you work a job and you don't contribute at all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do that because why is it that I'm paying everything and and my money's going okay. towards keeping a roof over here and you just stacking your money. You know that don't, yeah, that that don't of, just sit right. These- most of these conversations that's happening on these alpha male or on these uh souls of the pot or whatever the case may be podcast and on Twitter, this not real life, bro. You get with a partner, y'all get the agreement together. Y'all get it together. Cause it's not gonna be everybody love to pretend like you always gonna have it. That's not the case. You know what I mean? Like most people, especially in our age group, bro, we are the oldest person on this show is 26, right? Am I, I I'm correct there, right? All right, all right? So with that being said. Most of us have have been through like the worst financially that we'll probably be as adults. So with that being said, again, it's a lot of folks out there talking about submit to what, bro? Submit to what? And again, it's women out here talking about, oh, well, you know, he need to pay everything. Pay everything with what? We just got the numbers. 44K is the average. Where are you going to pay everything with that? What what rent can you pay? What mortgage can you pay? What can you, what first time homeowners uh, deal can you get? With that, that's going to have you out here paying everything. It's not making sense. Again, go outside, go touch the fresh air. After you listen to Facts Over Acts, of course. Listen to us, and then go outside. To, or, you know, you can take us mobile now. You can put us on your phone. Hey, go we, outside, touch fresh air while you listen to us. We got a decent amount of people in here right now, man. If that's what's pulling in numbers, uh, let me tell you something else about these women. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, listen. And, and you know what's crazy? And you know what's crazy? And you know what's crazy? We literally talked about this before because we, we had to make a decision as to whether or not we were going to do this. But we we promised ourselves that if we came on here, it wasn't going to be no gimmicks. We're going to be who we are. And that's that. I think we stuck to that. I think we stuck to that. So we're going to, again, we're going to do this every now and then when when something in sports happens. It's that that crosses over into other parts of life. We about it. But again, at the end of the day, this is this is a situation that I think much like the Will Smith slap, way overblown, way o- like people are acting like he done said that every woman doesn't deserve air to breathe. Like it, it's not that. It's not that. Again, bro was filed for saying, "Oh, this is what a real woman." Sure, whatever. But outside of that, it's a man stating his preference. Like whatever. Like I don't. I don't care. I don't. Ca- I promise you, if WNBA players, if the women, U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, if Venus or Serena. If one of them was like, hey, this is what I like in a man, I would not be sitting up here. She disrespected all. You know, and and if you are one of those people, again, go outside. Go touch some grass. Go touch some grass. So anyway, we got to get into these sports now, man, because, you know, that was that was just to get the, the juices flowing, get some get a little bit of uh, get a little bit of energy in here. And with that being said, we got to get into these playoffs because, man, this is some stuff going down. This some. We got game one of every series already uh, figured out. And we have the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. First guard to win the award since Gary Payton. So first thing first, we're going to get into uh, these playoff series. And then we'll talk about the awards a little bit on the back end. So uh, we have the the Heat beating the Hawks, 115-91. to 91. Now the Hawks just got out of the play-in game. Uh, or playing games because they were the non-seed, correct? So they had yep. to win twice. Yeah, they had to win twice to get in, and they did. But then they get Molly Wapped in game one with Duncan Robinson looking like the third splash brother acting totally different 
Fellas, what is your take on game one? Is this is this just one game and like ah the Hawks still got a chance, or is this packing the mail? Y'all go. Oh no, this is sweet. Mm. It's a sweet. We could have said we could have told you this last week before the playoffs started. Um, if we had the Hawks making it, but it's, it's a sweep. The Hawks are a, a young team that's still a lot of pieces away. I got a lot of respect for Trey after those playing games and seeing him talking crazy. I got a lot more respect for Trey. But the Hawks not messing with Miami. Miami got a deep roster. They got experience. They know how to play. And I don't have them coming out of the East. But the Hawks is they were a nine seed for a reason, and Miami was a one seed for a reason. Okay. All right, Chris, what you think, man? Pat, I think Trey Young gets you a game in this series just because it's ATL. I trade a gang. So, I mean, I think, think Trey gets you a game. He might go for 40, 45 in, the, in the ATL. I mean, but other than that, this this is cooked. You held Trey Young to eight points. Eric Spolster is one of the – he has the most knowledge when it comes to that heat culture, man. He helped develop it after Pat Riley, man. Mm-hmm. Spo is that guy when it comes to defending and, and roughing up a guy that needs to get roughed up. Trey Young is 5'11", 160. If you think they're not throwing bodies and bodies and bodies at him, you crazy. He gets you a game. But other than that, heat and five, probably going to be a sweep. I'm rocking Miami out the east. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, hey, is that is that sound rolling on purpose? Oh, never mind. That's only in my headphones. Anyway, I'll tell y'all what. This this to me is very simple. I don't expect Trey Young to play this poorly again. I don't. I don't. I mean, eight points, one of twelve shooting. This oh man, for seven line from was deep. two four six eight. <laughs> Bro, two four six eight is despicable with six turnovers on it. Despicable. With that being said, I don't think that Trey Young plays that poorly again. But even with him playing well, I mean, there's there's a lot of deficits here for this Hawks team. Like, what? How are you going to overcome? And I think that they this this was not as bad in Game One as it could could have been. How are you going to overcome those bigs for the Heat in comparison to what uh, in comparison to what the the Hawks are bringing? Because I'm sorry, but this this was tough. This was just like. Oh my God! Oh Lord Jesus! Gorgie Jane playing big minutes in the playoffs—that's that's a recipe. Yeah, and Ca- Capella out, bro. It's over with. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Capella to me—that's the biggest thing that's gonna make this thing because that was where they were going to have the ability to maybe make some shake. Because Bam can't check uh, Collins and Capella when you only got one of them to worry about. Mm, this yeah. this series just became the decisively uh, the Hawks now. We got to talk about it. The the bitter ex-girlfriend, as Kyrie likes to call it. That's Celtics. Fellas, game one goes to the Celtics on a very, very tight, on a down-to-the-wire game-winner type of situation. Fellas, what do y'all think? What is what – is, is this series going to be an all-time classic between the two and seven, or is it just – are the Celtics just too much of a team to be beat by these nuts? So it's going to be an all-time classic while we're watching it in this moment. But when you go back and look at the series on paper years from now, I know uh, Tubbs in the chat is going to hate me for this. Celtics in five. Really? Jesus. I think with the talent that Kyrie and KD have, they get you a game. But with the amount of depth and the amount of weapons that the Celtics have, 
they're not going to lose to Brooklyn. The Boston is going to lose, and they have potential to go really far. But the things that Boston is lacking on, uh, the Nets can't take advantage of. Which is defense, because the Celtics can go through cold streaks. Mm-hmm. which is size and rebounding, which the Celtics don't have. But if it's a team that has less, it's the Nets. So all of the things that the Celtics are lacking on, the, the Nets can't take advantage of. And, and if, you look at that, if you look at that game, if you only got two players that scoring in high numbers that you can rely on every single game, and there's way more pieces in, on Boston that's doing the exact same thing, Boston and five. Hey, can I, can I let you in on something? Al Horford has never been a 20 and 15 guy. <laughs> he has never been that. He, he is a, he is where you got uh I'll tell you I'll tell you Bruce this. Brown checking him. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If I'm if I'm Steve Nash, you know, a lot of people are are talking about should Ben Simmons come back and are they gonna bring him back? And I'll tell you what, Ben, if you can walk, you're gonna be in the series. I don't care. I don't care. Ben, get your Here's the thing that that many people don't realize. When you have a player like Al Horford putting up those numbers, what that means is whoever is in front of him is absolute barbecue chicken. That means whoever is in front of him is either that much smaller than him or that much less skilled than him. And at this point in his career, no offense to Al Horford, at one point in time, he was an all-star type of guy. So this ain't a this ain't a like a oh, he's a terrible player and if at this point in his career, if he's giving you 20 and 15, he's not outskilling, outquicking nobody that badly. You need some size out there. And you know who's who's plenty big? Ben. Get your big behind. On that, <laughs> take them shades off, Ben. Take them shades off and go get in the game, young man. Because I, I don't care what's going on with your back. I don't care. I do not care. We traded ben Simmons had on green leather shorts. The net's out of here. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, hey, listen, listen. All I'm gonna say is this: Ben Simmons, this this team was perfectly built for you. We talked about it on this show at the beginning of the season. We literally said if they traded Kyrie for Ben, this team ceiling is through the roof. They traded one of the other three for him, and look at you now sitting on the bench. Play. Ben, get your big tail out there, man. Get get your big self out there. So, Chris, who you got taking this series, man? Oh, man. This series is going to be a good one. I hope you got your popcorn, your Skittles, your Swedish fish, whatever hood snack you like. I hope you bring it to the next game tomorrow, man. This is going to be a thriller. Or is it Wednesday they play? One or the other. But it's going to be a thriller. Let me tell you this. Kevin Durantula. It's not going to play that bad again. Nine for 26, that's abnormal for him. He still got over 20 points. Kevin Durant not playing that bad again. Also, the mistakes Kevin Durant made offensively, turning the ball over like that, not going to happen again. So the, the plus side for the Celtics, though, Kyrie not going to go for 40 every game when Marcus Smart checking him. He's not going to. It's, it's going to be, if he does, it's going to be on a lot of shots and it's going to be real hard to do. That being said, the Celtics are a young team. Al Horford turned the clock back one game. He ain't doing that every game. Jalen Brown, he played an okay game. He's going to play better. But Tatum, it's going to be a couple of nights where Tatum just can't find a shot. It's been known. Every playoff series, Tatum has a game where he has a horrible first half. They get down big. They try to come back in the second half. 
the Celtics team has shown us this in the past. The addition of Derek White helped them out tremendously. Running two bigs, Al Horford and Tice stretches the floor tremendously for Brown, Tatum, and Smart to get because Smart actually is getting buckets now for whatever reason. He finally learned how to put the ball in the basket. Don't understand it. And not only that, he's being a playmaker. He's almost six-plus assists a game. So, that being said, I think this goes seven. I think this series goes seven. I think both teams split 2-2 at home. I think it goes back and forth. And I think the Celtics lose in seven because Ben Simmons, if he does come back in game four, he'll probably be on a 15 to 20 minute restriction. But game five, six and seven, it'll probably get ramped up. I mean, Ben, if Ben comes back this series, he'd be lucky to play 25 minutes. Lucky to play 25 minutes. But that's all they need. He give 25 minutes of making it life terrible for Tatum and Brown. That's all the Nets need. They literally won off a buzzer beater. Like, th- this series can go either way. But the Nets could have did themselves a favor by punching the Celtics in the mouth winning game one. They gave them a lot of confidence off of this game. Hey, man, I got to I got to say something that, you know, this has been a long time coming. And, and I, I should have already declared my exit, but I didn't yet. I'm officially off the Andre Drummond bandwagon never to return. <laughs> Andre Drummond, what is this? What is you let Al Horford make you look like fish food out there? Claxton, as tall as he is, the boy is only 210 pounds soaking wet. Sure, sure, I get it. He's a high energy guy, but he's slender. You, you know, a big body guy like Al Horford, when he gets you under that rim, it's tough. Andre Drummond, I don't want to hear nothing else from you. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. You talked all that mess. Oh, well, I love my Giants. They my home team. You're in your hometown now, and this is what you do. Make Al Horford look like the 2014 <laughs> Hawks Al Horford. Go on somewhere. Go on somewhere. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, boy. You ought to be ashamed. Now, a game that was much closer than many thought it would be. Bucks, Bulls, 93-86. Bucks. Fellas, talk to me about game one. Talk to me about what y'all think is going to happen in this series. Um, that series is actually going to be a lot closer than I anticipated. I thought that the Bulls was going to struggle a lot without Lonzo just because they was missing a huge defensive piece. But the Bulls role players play great basketball. I don't know if they can replicate it, but the the stat line is that what I'm looking at. It's the effort and the defense that they played as a team, what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And out, outside of Giannis turning on that switch in the second half and being like, all right, it's time to win a basketball game. They did a good job slowing down every single one of, of the Bucks pieces outside of Giannis. And that's stacked on top of a game where DeMar DeRozan played absolutely terrible. And I'm not saying that DeMar DeRozan is this player that's going to come through and give you a give you an amazing playoff performance. We've never seen that out of him. Actually, we've seen some of the worst playoffs. We've seen some of the worst playoff performances out of DeMar DeRozan. But I think he he has a lot more confidence in his role in Chicago. And if he plays 50% better than what he did um, yesterday, I think that the Bulls can pull out two games in the series. So I got Bucks and six. Mm. Okay. Chris, what you thinking? Bro, we on, we on Chicago, Pat, like we was 2015 to 2018, <laughs> Pat, when they was on the Raptors. Boy, boy, if you don't get your we – on, we on Bulls, Pat, the same – Potent Pat, the Raptors Pat used to be. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, he's shown us what he does in the playoffs, 2015, 2018. You think him at an older age makes a difference? And not to mention, Brown was 
probably putting up the same numbers as Giannis in those sweeps. Just LeBron had a jump shot at that time in his career. Giannis hasn't fully developed one yet, but it's getting there. And, and let me remind you also, Kobe White is not going to play that good that many games in a row. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. Kobe White is not going. He lost his starting spot to Alex Caruso. <clears throat> Alex Caruso. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. So that, that being said, Bucks and Fall. You know, I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. I was surprised by how poorly um Giannis's supporting cast play. I mean, they were god awful. I the book if I'm the Bulls, I'm crying myself to sleep tonight because everything went in your favor. Everything yeah. went in your favor. The only thing that the Bulls can say, you know, this will do this better and we we won't be this bad regularly. They shot poorly from deep. Okay, sure. But so did the Bucks. It wasn't like y'all shot a terrible percentage of the Bucks was hot as fist grease right. and y'all lost by seven. The Bucks were almost as bad as y'all were from deep and you could barely pull away. I'm telling you, I'm t- and this ain't even about the bench for the Bucks because nobody really expects too much out of the bench. But Jesus Christ, you got Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday combining for 10 of 29. You got to win that game. You got to win that game. And this is... This is one of those situations where, honestly, game one, if they could have stole this one, they had a shot in this series. But I think the Bucks pull off the gentleman's sweep and foul. Next, we have the Raptors and the 76ers. The 76ers look like they're out to a commanding lead in, in game two as well. So it looks like they're going to jump out to a 2-0 lead in dominating fashion. Fellas, do the Raptors have a shot or is the Siakam spin move no, done? They, they out of there. Mm. Get out of there, Sianka. Sianka about to spin itself into a, into a vacation this summer. Lord Jesus, not spin into a vacation. <laughs> the, the Raptors don't have a chance. They got hot at the right time and got them a decent seed in the playoffs. And regardless how you feel about the, the Philly going forward or Harden in the playoffs, this is not the this is not the series to find out if Harden gonna get it done. Because mm-hmm. Harden Absolutely. can play, you know, people wonder if his legs behind him. Harden can play with one leg, and the Raptors not beating him. That's they, they they completely outmatched. They got they going against the MVP in my opinion. The, the Raptors done. It's not even uh, a point in breaking down box scores or going into analysis. You can look at the game and just tell them boys not ready. My lord, Chris, what you thinking, man? I don't even think the Philly puts up a competitive. I mean, the Raptors put up a competitive game against Philly. I really don't. You have literally. No answer for Embiid. He's a seven-foot monster. And you have Pascal Siakam as your number one defender on him. Pascal 6'9", maybe 215. Maybe. Embiid is seven feet 280. That being said, you also lost Scotty Barnes for a little like the season. Gabe Trent also got flu-like symptoms. He gonna be he should be back, but it's Gary Trent. I mean, not LeBron James walking through that door. Um, not Kawhi Leonard walking through that door. Raptors, y'all cooked. Y'all, y'all, y'all should have been a rebuilding team. I don't know why y'all still holding the pieces. Y'all need to work y'all way through the draft because no one's going to Toronto. I'm sorry to break it to you. Kawhi got there by trade. For those that swear everybody loves Toronto, Kawhi got there by trade. Um, 
Yeah, they got hot at the right time, like I said, and Van Vliet and Siakam. I guess that's the new big two. That's your big two. Feel bad for you. <laughs> hey, listen, y'all said, y'all said Harden could be playing on one leg and, and they still wouldn't do nothing. In game two, Harden is three and nine from the field for 14 points, five assists, six assists, and five turnovers. Yeah, you're right, Josh. That's. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not you asking second. Harden to be a third option, like behind Embiid and Maxi, and not Tobias good. Harris is playing great basketball. That that it's not, not much to ask for. Not too much to say here, man. Sixes <laughs> and four. Okay, <laughs> you know this is Raptors. Congratulations on that one chip with uh, Kawhi. But that's uh, yeah, y'all y'all getting sent back to the Great North, and that's you know it's very unfortunate that things had to turn out this way. And then we head out west. The Suns beat the Pelicans 110 to 99. First of all, can I just say, can I just say, the Pelicans being in the play-in, winning the play-in to get in. I, you know what? I'm going to say this. Trade Zion while he still got some value. I, I was just saying that. Yeah, Trade him. Zion got to be doing this. Something. Well, honestly, though, they are set up. That team, if you look at them top to bottom, that team is set up really, really nice. You got big Val in the middle. C.J. McCullough and Brandon Ingram. That team, you add Zion to that team, that is a very tough team. That's Zion, not a team Zion that... Zion not what they need, though. He not what they need, but if he can give you that 27-6-5 and five again, addition to what they got, like, you could almost put Zion at point but, guard but how many and let everybody else play from, off Zion. How many shots that taken from C.J. And, and Ingram? They need to go get them a facilitator. And they need to go. Zion could be the, the point guard, guard, dang near, with that roster. Hey, fun fact about uh, Zion Williamson, okay? Through his first three seasons, he's played less games than Greg Oden. <laughs> he's played less games through his first three seasons than Greg Oden did. I don't want to hear nothing about him. Get rid of them. Ship them out of time. If the Pelicans want anything to do with winning long term, get rid of Zion. And I know, yeah. I know I'm that a, Nike is disgusted about that deal they gave him. I'm gonna name some pretty low, like tier players that the Pelicans should go get that will fill out their roster, they get what they need, and get some picks because I know this team is willing to give up picks. Trade Zion or Orlando. Get you a haul of picks. Get Markel Fultz. Get uh, get Wagner and get Terrence Ross. I got one better for you. Got one better for you. They clearly don't. They're a snake bit franchise. I gave them a slandy last show. Trade them to the Kings. Get the Aaron Fox. That works really I'll, well. I'll for tell you. I'll tell you. Because because De'Aaron Fox fits that shots. team. He don't yeah, need a lot of he shots. Need a lot of shots at all. He shoots the three well now. Mm-hmm. Playing next to CJ McCullum. Now yeah, I get I, Damian Lillard is one thing, but De'Aaron Fox ain't that far of a drop off. Again, I don't I don't see the functional purpose of like keeping Zion at this point. I don't. I don't no. like nobody can explain to me a justification behind keeping Zion for a multitude of reasons. Number one, he's gonna want a big contract, his next contract. Why? I don't know. He was an all-star one time, has not played much since. He's gonna want a, a big contract, number one. Number two, um, he's never available. And you're not good enough to have a part-time star like what the Raptors have. 
the Raptors already had a bunch of established winners who were just one piece away. They added Kawhi, got a ring. He went his way. They went there, but they got a ring out the deal. Zion is not, I mean, the Pelicans are not that type of team that they're, they're meshed, they're jailed, they're a bunch of experienced vets that all, they're not that. That's just the reality there. So to me, get rid of them. But anywho, we got to talk about the Suns beating up on them, 110 to 99. Now, fellas, with this game, uh, with this game one going down the way it did, is this an easy sweep for the Suns or, or are the Pelicans going to put up a little fight back? What they got? No, it's an easy sweep. I think the Pelicans already achieved what they wanted to. They're a young, scrappy team. They got a veteran in CJ. They wanted to prove they can win some games, make it to the playoffs. But they're going against a team that's the that's the number one. They have the best record in the league for a reason. I don't have Phoenix winning a championship, but you know Phoenix is going to go out there and handle business like they're supposed to against against New Orleans. I'm gonna hop off another bandwagon right now that I should have been hopped off of before. <laughs> What's that? DeAndre Ayton, you are. <laughs> yeah, nah, that man cooked. Valentunas made you look like a little boy out there. DeAndre, are you okay? Is everything all right? What, is, is, are you hurt? Uh, talk to us, because uh, we got to know something. We got to know something. For you to play upwards of 30 minutes and to have the other center, whenever he wants to, be able to go get a rebound, while keeping you in single digits, young man, are you okay? Andy cooking that man with a haircut though, like he about to he about to make him sleep with the fishes with that haircut. <laughs> that I, DeAndre, I'm sorry, but you got to. I'm gonna tell you though, this could be the best thing. And I, while I am officially off the DeAndre Aiden bandwagon, I will say that there's a redeeming hope for him. This series is the best thing that could ever happen to him. He's going to get bullied for four games that they win. That they win. They're going to win all these games. And I don't think that he has anything for Val. I don't think he has anything for him. So, with that being said, I think Monty Williams got to have a sit-down with bro. We don't win this if you're not at least the second best big on the court. We don't win this. You're a number one pick, dude. You're a number one pick. If you play like a number one pick, we will have one of them big shiny rings on our finger. We'll be the first ever NBA champions out of Phoenix. The last time Phoenix was in the finals, Paul Westhead was their coach. <laughs> if you don't understand the significance of that, go watch Winning Time on HBO Max or HBO, wherever you get your HBO content. Paul Westhead was their coach last time. So, uh, if I'm Monty Williams, big dog, you got to be the best. You got to be the best big on the floor. We'll get us a ring. If not, well, you know, last year we could get a repeat of it. Who knows? Uh, but I do think that this is a four game in and out. Chris, you got this as a sweep or does does do the Pelicans get them one? I think the Pelicans win one at home. Um, the Sun, if you look at historically, the Suns are a team that always plays games close Um I believe in 2020 to 2021 season, the season they went to the finals, they Vegas had their line set every game and they only covered one spread. Their team that just plays everybody the same way, always play games close. So I think that they the, the Pelicans win one off a crazy shot or something. Like they needed Chris Paul to go beast mode in the fourth quarter to, to really beat them and put them out of commission. So 
the, this Pelicans team with CJ McCullum, Brandon Ingram, Valachunas, and the young guys they got around, ain't that they ain't that many scrubs on that team. Okay. All right. Now, first of all, let's 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 have a moment here and let's talk about the just the beautiful moment that was uh between um John Morant and Carl Anthony Towns fathers in game one. I'm gonna tell y'all, you know, everybody was talking about, uh, they're making the game about themselves. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, if, if one of my kids makes it to the league, oh, you're gonna see a parent make the game about themselves, baby. You're gonna see. Let one of my boys be out there. Man, I don't care. I don't care what he do. Let one of my daughters be out there in the WNBA hitting them with the drop step shim. Get what? Y'all ain't y'all gonna hate me. Y'all. What what the sign on TikTok say? Prepare to be sick of me, okay? Prepare to be <laughs> sick of me because I'll be up there acting, showing my whole behind. But anyway, on to the actual game. Uh, the Timberwolves pulled out one against the Grizzlies, one thirty to one seventeen. John Morant put up thirty two, but Anthony Edwards, aka never mind, I ain't gonna call him. I ain't gonna call Ant-Man. him. They they say that they say that he look a lot like a former NBA player that was dropping uh, thirty six and forty in, in his first playoff games. But we we ain't gonna talk about that right now. But with that being said, um, the the T Wolves have have pulled one over on the Grizz, fellas. What's going on? Is this is this the lower seed that's gonna win the series? What's what's happening? Um, so I don't think that this is a lower seed that win the series, but I do think it goes seven games and they're gonna make it look awfully close. I think they have the potential to pull it out in this series just because, like I've been saying the entire season, the Grizzlies have a good team. But they don't have that experience and they don't really have a they, they just won a lot of games. They don't really have a team that you can really fear in the playoffs. It comes down to some some series just come down to talent who score scores more buckets. And at the end of the day, the Timberwolves have Carl Anthony Towns. They have Anthony Edwards. They have D'Angelo Russell. So if you ever want anybody, you know, on your side to win the series against against the Grizzlies, they don't have a crazy scheme that's going to win them games. I don't think they had they are going to make the coaching adjustments in order to stop those three players. So it's going to be a close series, but the Grizzlies pull it out in seven. Hey, can we can we acknowledge the chat real quick? Got us on the level three hype train. Can we can we acknowledge the chat real quick? You know, we got our first check from Twitch for facts over acts, and it's only possible because of y'all. We was gonna save it for the end of the episode, but you know what I mean? Y'all, y'all got me ready to tear up, man. I don't cry off. I don't cry off it, but we we really do appreciate it because you know we we put we put our heart and soul in this series every weekend, you know, besides when Dr. Ziffmar went out with COVID. The man got him down. Listen to his explanation of what Corona is. That's another story <laughs> for another time. But uh, yeah, it's, it's we appreciate you. Facts over acts really appreciate you. Now, uh, with that being said, I, I honestly believe that this this series is is going to be a real close one. I I'm I'm very interested by the fact that people talked about the Grizzlies having a better winning percentage without Ja than with Ja. I'm very interested in the fact that. Is is this a situation where uh if this if this Grizzlies team does not win this series, do people start having a conversation about Ja? I'm not saying the Grizzlies. Obviously, he's a star, he's a stud, he's he's all over the good. Do people outside the organization start having to talk about what is he really? How good is he really? What does he really do for this team? 
do you think that I, I think people start to have that conversation and I think I might be one of the people that might start to have that conversation because watching the games, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a, a slew of Grizzlies games this year just because one, they're not on TV a lot. And two, regardless how good their record is, I love basketball, but I've never been like, you know what? I, I feel like I need I need to turn this Grizzlies game on. Um, but I do think John Morant slows up the offense. Uh. Like, I think when they get into a, a lower, they they have a consistent, like, like they have a slump and they're not scoring a ball. I do think that John Morant has a tendency to play hero ball a lot, which is which is something that's going to happen with how young he is. But I think he's going to need if if this current Grizzlies team is going to have any success, he's going to need to mature uh, in his play style a lot faster before this team decides to break apart, wherever the case may be. You know what I was just thinking? I was like, wait a minute. Valentunas would help this team out a lot. And then I realized, like, that that's where he was at last. That's, <laughs> that was his last stop. Yeah. But, yeah, no, this is I, – I think that this is going to be an entertaining series. I, I got the Grizzlies winning it in six. But with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves pull it out. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked. I would, I'm going to just tell you this, though. All the heat that they were getting for celebrating getting into the play-in, it was kind of hilarious. It was, it was kind of hilarious. Like – that was the the greatest thing I've ever seen. Shaq and them uh, on TNT was giving them boys hell about celebrating getting into the, uh, getting into the playoffs, and I was just like, "Oh my god, bro! Y'all gotta understand the Grizzlies. Their head coach won Game One, right? He is yeah. second all time in playoff wins for Grizzlies head coaches. You mean huh? T Wolves? T Wolves? T Wolves? I'm sorry, T Wolves. He won one playoff game and is second all time. Bro, it's like, it's. I, I hate to say it, but more or less, it's like the Lions, bro. If the Lions get to the playoffs and we win a wild card game, what? Bro, what? I'm acting unruly. If, when, when, Matt, when Matt Stafford won a chip, I was drunk for the next week like he still played for the Lions, bro. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. I pulled up to work the next week. Hey, hey, don't don't, don't really worry about me, man. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to hear nothing about nothing from nobody. We, the 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 LA Lions got themselves a Super Bowl, baby. That's that's what's going on. Oh, don't worry. The shades are coming back when Cliff Kingsbury get fired, by the way. I'm wearing it for the whole episode uh, that day. But with that being said, the I mean, it's the Timberwolves, bro. This ain't this ain't a historically good team. So let them celebrate their wins when I, they can get I, I, I will say, though, Ant-Man may have not won the rookie of the year, but he coming. I'm hey. sorry, Lamelo. Hey. I'm sorry, Lamelo. That boy Ant is serious. I, I talk trash about Ant because he this head wasn't in the game, but that boy Ant is different. I'm different. Gonna you, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. It's 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 a lot of people's goat fault while Lamelo ain't in the playoffs right now. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> hey, but all that. I'm gonna say, uh, all I'm gonna say is about this series. That was a gut punch to the stomach, what they did to them Grizzlies, taking oh, that win won. game one at home. It Not, all, all, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. If LaMelo had some better pieces around him, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you'll be honest, top to bottom, LaMelo team ain't that much worse than the Timberwolves team, top to no, bottom. No, 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 no. Yeah, not, no. Not at all. Not at all. Not, I'm not saying that they're, like, exponentially worse. But what I'm saying is – 
You've had years to have that franchise and put together something better than what you got, Mr. Jordan. Mr. Mike oh, 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 okay. That's what you're going. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, jo- this is all Jordan fault. This is all Jordan yeah, fault, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just say. Um, just say. What, what yeah, I will yeah. say, though, what I will say, though, <sighs> Grizzlies, y'all lose. Now, this historically, if you go back to the, if we look at just the regular season, every time the Grizzlies lost a game, they went on a six or seven game win streak. Every time. Mm-hmm. Like this season, every time. That's how they got the seed they are. Mm-hmm. Um, however, a lot of those games had John Morant missing, which is weird. But in, in, in the end of this series, I think Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are going to put a, a, a name for themselves. However, the X factor in this series is D'Angelo Russell. He has not played good at all this year. He's played a, a mid at best, mid at best. If he wakes up, I don't know, Grizzlies. I don't know. The, the Timberwolves didn't even play as good as they capable of. Like, Cat didn't go for 40. Ant-Man went for 40. But it's been games where Cat and Ant-Man and average then combined for 50 and 40. Like, 90 points. They didn't combine for 90 some mm-hmm. games. I don't know, Grizzlies. You need to find that second star. Because I don't know. Jaron Jackson was supposed to be at foul trouble early. I don't know, Grizzlies. You gotta now we asking the Grizzlies to win the next game at home, go to Minnesota and win one at least, and then you gotta win two more in Minnesota. That's tough. That's tough. Hey, listen, I'll I'll put it to you like this: this to me, the X factor in this series, Jaron Jackson Jr. What you gonna do, man? What you gonna do? Because if you go out and put on what you put on this game. It's gonna be a long series, or actually, it's gonna be a short series in favor of the Timberwolves. You cannot have one of your best players out there missing everything from deep, shooting just to shoot. He was doing great with the rim protection. He was doing elite as far as the rim protection goes. But even with that, it's at the end of the day, if you're a net negative on offense, doesn't matter how well you protect the rim because you can't play the entire game, big dog. And when you, what are you doing while you're out there? It, it, the defense is important. It ain't the only thing. It ain't the only thing that is to be played. So at some point in time, you got to put the ball in the hole. So fellas, who y'all got? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who y'all got winning this? Yeah, I got uh, I got Grizzlies in seven. Okay, I, I'm praying for Grizzlies in six. My parlay for the playoff round one depends on everything <laughs> else I got right. But I did the series like who wins the series and how many games. Only game I'm wrong about right now is the Grizzlies. I got them in six. I need them in well, the Grizzlies minus one six? and a half. Minus one got, and a half. If you got them at six, they still in good shape. They in good shape. They, you know what I mean? They, they I don't know. That's right. asking them to win at least three or four straight. Mm, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. We got hey, in the words of Aubrey, I got high hope for you boys. We're gonna see. And now <laughs> to the only two teams in the West who have won championships, the last two we haven't gotten to, the Warriors and Nuggets and the Mavericks and Jazz. Warriors and Mavericks are the only two who have championships. So uh, the Warriors and the Nuggets. The Warriors win 123-107. Fellas, what are y'all thinking about this game one? What what y'all got going on? Jordan Poole went off for 30. He he was in his uh Duncan Robinson acting totally different bag. Yeah. What what do y'all got going on with this series? Uh Warriors are five. Mm-hmm. Y'all already know I'm uh y'all y'all know I go hard for the Warriors on this show. But no, I just look at it from the from the standpoint of one, I didn't expect to see Draymond play that good a defense on Jokic. 
Jokic look actually bothered and the Nuggets are still a hobbled team. So when Jokic is forced to pass out of those playmaking situations he like to do out of the post, the Warriors got bodies wherever the ball is going. And I don't mm-hmm. have enough faith in the Nuggets role players to pull games out like that. And if you look on the other side of the ball, the Warriors got four or five players that can give you 20 on any given night. And they've all been playing well going into the playoffs. And Steph started off the game really slow. And once he started to get hot, that's when they pulled away. So I think if the Warriors play, how the Warriors play basketball, I'm not saying they, they win a championship, but I'm saying that the Nuggets, the way that they've been dealing with injuries all season, the Nuggets aren't going to be an issue. I'll tell you what, the Nuggets are streaking tonight. They up, I want to say 9-0 right now. They, they, they heard you. They heard you. I'm just <laughs> saying, Josh. They, they said, wait a minute now. Hold on. Let me, let me put some funk on it. Uh, so, fellas, what y'all got this series being overall? Oh, Warriors are uh, fine. Yeah, I got I got the Nuggets getting the game, possible too, because Joker Joker gonna get you one or two. But mm-hmm. let the world know if Joker had MPJ and Jamal Murray, the Nuggets would have been the number one or number two seed this year. Let that let that I be agree. known. I agree. Let that be because Joker. If you look at the, you're asking him to play with Aaron Gordon, where Aaron Gordon has to give you 25. Honestly, honestly, that's not the most flagrant thing. You have Monte Morris as your starting point playing 30 minutes. 30 Exactly. Minutes. <laughs> the world better watch out for Denver when Jamal and MPJ come back. The world better be on notice. I just, I, that's, it's too much. It's, too much, too tall of a task for Jokic by himself. Uh, their best chance was getting a couple games while uh, Steph is is out of commission. I think that they they still won or two. I agree with Chris. I, I think you got Warriors in five here. I think they still won. I mean, listen, while you got Steph on the minutes restriction, you got to take advantage. You got to take advantage. And if you can't get these, yeah, it's uh, you're you're gonna have a long series. You're gonna have a long series. The, the series that many people believe is going to be the most entertaining, the Jazz and Mavericks. The Jazz win game one, 99-93, with no Luka Doncic playing. Yeah. I believe Luka's coming back for game two. I'm correct? No, nope. game two on right now, and they're already right down. Yeah, oh, he's not playing? Not playing. Yep. He's not, this series oh. cooked. This series cooked. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, boy. Apparently, and the reports in the locker room are, Luka's still hobbling around. But you know what? And I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. And many people hate me when I when I said this in the past. This is exactly why I would not want the Pistons offense to ever resemble what the Mavs got going on. I do not want it to be K Cunningham, figure it out, get you a high pick and roll. Well, and, uh, well, Jason Kidd else. done better though. I I I would agree with you with Carlisle. But Jason Kidd, this team is actually more defensive minded and they actually got a system going around. Yeah. I'm, not, is just I'm not talking about on, on the on the offensive side of the ball. You telling me that they have good ball. Yeah, they actually they, they actually like with Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie added to this team. They're actually watched, moving the ball they have really good well. Ball movement when Luca is not on the floor. I was just about right. to say I watched both yeah, games when, Luka, when they played the Pistons this year. Luca yeah, had the ball in his hand for it. Oh, least. when Luca not on the floor, but I, that's what I'm saying. But Luca can go get rest now, and the team actually can okay. still. Okay, I, I feel you. I feel you. Like li- listen to the score you just named 99. That, that's not a blowout, you know. Again, again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're a, a terrible team and that their offense is is complete. I'm saying when Luca is on the floor, 
he's going to have that ball in his hands for at least 16 seconds of that shot clock. At easy. Easy. Yeah, yeah, Don't for even, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that's, that's a I tough mean, thing, though. He averaged 30. You want that. You want that. He averaged 30, you know? I, I agree to an extent, but even it don't matter how much you averaging, I still want you to get yours in the flow of the offense. When it's winning time, sure, have it. For 16 of the 30, for 16 of the 24, it's your world. Go make it happen. But first quarter, what are you doing? Get your teammates involved. You're good. Make the game easy for everybody else now. Uh, but with that being said, what do y'all think is going to happen in this game? And game two is is right there neck and neck as well. The Mavs only down two, 76-74. What do y'all think is going to happen in this series? Um, I, I think it just comes down to close to elite level talent because I wouldn't – I honestly would put anybody on both teams at elite level talent that's currently playing. But close to elite level talent, and I really just think it comes down to Donovan Mitchell getting you a bucket. Rudy Gobert playing some defense that's getting stops. And it's going to be a You're pulling game. the Shaq move on us. Hey, hey, D. Mitch, you got another level you can go to. I just I think you got another level. I agree. I agree. I <laughs> does, it, does he not? I mean, Shaq I, picked the wrong time to say it, but he wasn't wrong. He, yeah. You, it's one of those moments where that person in your family would always be messy. You got to tell you ain't wrong, but you ain't right either. You yeah. ain't right. But say it right there. And I mean, at the same time, when somebody with four rings is telling you you got another level you should go to, you, you should probably listen. But I think it comes down to the most talent. And if Luke isn't playing in this series, and if those reports are true, he probably won't be. The Mavericks have a good team, but they just don't have enough talent to pull it out at the end of a playoff game, which we've seen in game one and the way the score is looking, we're probably going to see in game two. So with that point, I got the Jazz honestly winning in four. If Luka doesn't play the Jazz winning in four, it's going to be all close games. But at the same time, regardless of what's going to happen in this series, at the end of the next series, we're going to see some kind of personnel change in uh, Utah. Just looking at the way that they play as a team, look at looking at the body language between them as players, Donovan Mitchell and the rest of that roster are not a cohesive unit right now. Hmm. Like, when you're watching basketball games, you can see, like, visible frustration coming from players, which you can see clearly from Donovan Mitchell. I think something is going to change this offseason. I'm going to tell you, this is like the episode of South Park where they was playing uh, summer league baseball and everybody was trying to lose. <laughs> and it was about who was best at losing. The Jazz are sick of seeing each other, bro. They they are sick of seeing <laughs> they each are. other. Somebody got to go. So I'm I'm telling you right now, I am willing to bet my unborn first child that either uh, either Mitch, nah, Mitch staying, Rudy is gone. I'm willing to bet you whatever. Rudy is probably up out of there. And and Quinn probably gone too. Yeah. Quinn probably gone. Because they. I don't think that they have what it takes to win a championship. Again, I think the teams can get away with not liking each other if you have two, if you have a top five player. Y'all can get away with not liking each other. If you got two, you're in good territory. Y'all don't really, Shaq and Kobe showed us like, Y'all could be like, hey, bro, I, I really don't like this guy. And y'all will be all right. Because, I mean, you just got enough talent to where you'll figure it out. You can't do that with a, a great value version of them. You know what I mean? Like, Captain Crunch can do that. Captain Maltos can't. That's King just Vitamin can't do that. Is that. King Vitamin cannot do that, bro. He, the, you know the big bags with the blue kangaroo on it? You cannot do that. You can't do it. We need Kashi go lean, not Kashi got lean. <laughs> you can't, you, that ain't, that ain't gonna, you know. So I think that that's, that's what we're looking at here. Uh, but I do think that they get past this series because no Luca, 
No wins. I'm sorry, Mavs. I'm sorry, y'all. Can't even do it. Can't even do it. And and so with that being said, fellas, Marcus Smart, first guard to win uh, the the defensive player of the year since Gary Payton. And, and, and we're going to end it on this one here. Uh, is this a shift in the, the culture of defensive basketball a little bit? Is this the best defenders in the game are now going to be guards and wings again? Or what are y'all thinking? Um, I definitely see the league shifting in that direction, especially when you got Marcus Smart, who um, I, I, if I had a vote in it, I wouldn't have voted him defensive player of the year as much as voter fatigue might be in this. Watching basketball games, I think that Gobert was defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond would have been in there to me, but he didn't play enough games to qualify. But Marcus Smart is definitely the third best defender in the league on that list. But when it comes to basketball being completely guard and wing dominated right now, uh, perimeter play dominate most of the game. We're already seeing a shift to where Marcus Smart is a, a top 10 defender. Drew Holiday is a top 10 defender. Uh, in my opinion, Tyrese Halliburton and... um. Um, Matisse Tybo. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Halliburton and Tybo are, are top 10 defenders in the league. So I think it's already shifting in that direction. And I think we're out at a point where we see big men uh, winning that award unless they're just dominating shot blockers, averaging three, three and a half blocks a game like we've seen out of like a go bear the past few years. But even if you look at, you know, Draymond's wins, Giannis's wins, most of them getting that award came from them guarding players on a perimeter. It wasn't staying at the rim and being an elite rim protector. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, what you think, man? Is the pendulum swinging towards guards? Uh, not really. Um, insert Giannis, insert Ben Simmons next season. Um, if he plays, you know how that go. But um, it's a lot of players that I still think big fellas, even in B's, got a lot better defensively. Like I still think big fellas are still going to claim the title. Marcus Smart. If you look at the numbers. 27 games after All-Star break, the Celtics lost five. In those 22 games they won, Marcus Smart had the number one option on the team all 27 games. Every one of those star players on that team had their worst game of the season. That speaks volumes. And I'm happy for Marcus Smart. He's one of those guys that does a lot of dirty work that doesn't show up on a stat sheet. And he's finally starting to get it all, put it all together. And he's be, he's honestly becoming a great player, someone that he deserved the money he got. You know, I, I think I'm happy for Marcus Smart. You know, he's a player that gave a bad rap because he couldn't score the basketball. But he, he stayed with being a hustle player and worked on his offensive game. And it's all coming together for him. So I'm happy for him. I feel it. I feel it. Honestly, I I don't think that it's really swinging. Uh, I don't think that it's really swinging back to guard so much as like there's too many things to render the the rim protector null and void now. Like teams can legitimately put a a six eight guy. We saw it with the Rockets, but they're not the only team that can run a lineup where like everybody is six nine and shorter, and like they just hey they got five skilled guys they can. Right. Dribble, pass, shoot. All five guys on the court can do that. And we saw what happened when the Clippers played the Jazz. And uh, Terrence Mann was – he had Rudy Gobert in the torture chamber. Rudy was in a blender out there. He did not know what was going on. It's the way of the game now, though. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, you did not have five players that could do that at a high level. So it was like, all right, bet. If if they can stop these guys, then there's not really much else we can do. But that's just where we are now. So, I mean, honestly – 
I'm I'm not sure if it's swinging back to guards, but um, with with the rules with the refs now not calling the tiki tack fouls as much, I think it's it's a shot for the uh, I think it's a shot for the the bigs to still win them some defensive player of the year. Anyway, I know y'all tired of us talking about awards and talking about sweeps and talking about these playoffs. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Before y'all go, don't forget the Pop Pick'em Challenge is here. It is running. We got it going now. Let us know if you want to get entered. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. The only podcast that's giving you an opportunity to turn your $30 into $1,000. If you find me another one, I'll shut up about it. But until then, all you got to do is subscribe throughout the NFL season and beat each one of us as individuals in terms of picking winners. And you'll be entered into a a raffle for a chance to win $1,000. Peace and love, y'all. I know you had enough. I know you had enough.